0: Yo, I'm asking you to follow me. We're going for a weird yet short ride for this My Summer Layer episode. I am Sammy, man with a podcast, Unant. I'm going to talk about Claude Monet and the incredible immersive experience happening in Toronto beyond Monet. It is fantastic and totally worth pants. It's pants worthy. So... You know what I was thinking about as the Monet painting swirled on these large screens, as the music swelled, and as all the lights effortlessly changed their hues? The Bay City Rollers. I told you this was going to be weird. Their 1977 hit, You Made Me Believe in Magic, opens with these lines. I believed all love has gone. I've no strength to carry on. Thought my world was upside down. Come on, that... wholly encapsulates the last 16-18 months. The Bay City Roller song continues. Then you walked into my life, went to work to set things right. What's the secret that you use? You made me believe in magic. You know that I can be true to your love. You made me believe in magic. Your loves put magic into my life. Yo, it's so true. I know Bay City Rollers sound strange, and yet, here's a Claude Monet quote. Everyone discusses my art and pretends to understand as if it was necessary to understand, when it is simply necessary to love. Your loves put magic into my life. You made me believe in magic for true. That's what Monet does. Magic and love are wonderfully and naturally disruptive. They're ways to properly re-see. Re-seeing is what a painter does, especially someone as sublime as Monet. There is a massive difference between hearing and listening, and it's the same thing with looking and seeing. Or in Monet's case, going out to nature and re He didn't just see the trees or the grass or the water lilies. He saw them. I don't know if that makes sense, but that's what he did. Here's my conversation with art historian and one of the people behind Beyond Monet. Fanny Kutat. Beyond Monet is on now, and I'll include the handy-dandy link in the show notes at mysummerlayer.com. As I said, it is pants-worthy. You got to go, especially if you're in Toronto or coming to Toronto soon. Oh, and you can look up the Bay City Roller song, You Maybe Believe in Magic, on YouTube, but just know that sucker's gonna be stuck in your head for like a week. Introduce yourself and what is it that you do? And because we're talking about Monet and paintings, tell me what is your favorite color?
1: (laughs) So my name is Fanny Curta. I am an art historian and I was part of the creative team for Beyond Monet. If I had to choose a color, which is a hard one for an art historian, I'll go with green.
0: Green, okay.
1: I think I'll go that. I think the smart answer would have been to pick with the color white through a prism (laughs) and then I would have like a fast track to all of the other ones. But if I'm not cheating, I'm going to go with green.
0: All right. green's acceptable. It's a good one. Thank you. That was a hard question already. Yes. I know. Uh, So we're going to keep going with the hard questions then. Okay, go ahead. Why Monet? Why do this exhibition with Monet and not like Picasso or Dali or whatever? And why do you think his work still like kind of connects with people and leaves a deep impressionism?
1: <laughs> Nicely done. Thank you. There is something of an easy match for Monet and a type of experience like this. Because when you see his last masterpiece, the Water Lily Cycle in the Musée de l'Orangerie in Paris, he designed and he described what you can only see as an immersive experience. He wanted these two oval rooms in the shape of an infinity symbol to have huge canvases wrapped all around the world, the walls so that the audience could be fully immersed in sort of this world of color without horizon, without bearing, and just be in the moment, be present. And that's a key element of the Impressionists that I think still very much relates to today. Their art was all about connecting to the here and now, to what you see, what's in front of you, and what you feel in that sense they were also very very radical that's not the type of art that was being made at the time and so to have this artist that battled through institution to have his own voice his own vision put forth and that vision to be it something anchoring yourself to the present is something still relevant to an audience today who's accustomed to his work but also accustomed to sharing things on social media sharing their subjective point of view mm-hmm. that's what he battled to do mm-hmm. and so to bridge this connection is i think very interesting and inspiring
0: There's the timing of this exhibition opening like quote unquote after this pandemic uh, c- after 16 18 months which kind of forces us to slow down and be present that's what you're talking about just now
1: exactly like and especially after all we've gone through there are two things. There, what you mentioned undeniably, so we've all been cooped up inside. And then you have somebody who magnifies everyday life, who sees a coffee cup on the table and sees it as a work of art. And so that's really helpful after what we've been going through, appreciating nature, appreciating the moment. There's also something to be said about all of the hardship he went through. Like, again, his life was not easy. He had a lot of losses, two wars, including World War One. When he was painting in Giverny he could hear gunshots from nearby battles and you don't see that in his work that's not what he wanted to share he wanted to share only the beauty the wonders the miracle of life and so that's what still speaks very much today especially so after the pandemic or quote unquote after <laughs> the hopefully so yes
0: <laughs> i know as i used it in air quotes yeah yeah yeah, yeah, like yeah so then with that idea of what you just talked about now then like we also in toronto have the immersive uh, van gogh exhibition so Is that, you think, part of the reason why there's kind of like a mini revival and kind of going back to these old-timey painters?
1: I think the impressionists, and in the case of Van Gogh, post-impressionists, the exhibition we worked on this one first was a Van Gogh one, too. There's something that they're very much the artists we need right now because of that, because of the way they focused on everyday life, because they focused on light, on something that we need, craving for beauty, craving for also not crisis, you know, something that's just we can all agree on the beauty of the world. And so it's something that speaks to a moment in time, but also speaks to their timelessness and the fact that they can still bring their component, their inspiration through different eras.
0: You're not surprised at all that like Monet is still like relevant to today, like still connecting.
1: Oh, no, the irony with this is that he was deemed too radical when he started when he passed away he was deemed not radical enough and then 50 years after he was seen as again being incredibly radical and opening the way for abstraction for a liberty of expression for countless generation of artists and so there's something that we never could pinpoint at the time of his life that's still very much ongoing and there's so much in art history, like obviously I'm biased, <laughs> <laughs> I loved yeah. art history, but there's so much to learn from, from these lives, from these stories, from their purpose. And that's what I like about it.
0: Does that lesson that you're talking about, what we take away and what we learn, does that include also that sense of freedom? Like you said, he was kind of like, at one point too radical and then not radical enough. And like, that's all part of freedom, right? For Where sure. you figure out what the, what the boundaries are or not
1: and living to what you think is also what's going on. Being, I, I guess what I'm trying to say is being in sync with yourself because he could have painted anything else and probably made more money. He was struggling and sometimes very dramatically so. He had this baby, he had Camille Doncier, his wife and things were very, very hard. And even though things were difficult, he still kept on going through his vision, because that's what he was. That was was his truth. That's what he wanted to share. And the other option for him was artificial. It was studio painting with academic rules and great historical subjects. That's not what life was about for him. And so this non-conformism in sync with this sense of freedom and then this need of sharing it with the world, I guess it's still very much what we need to learn about him. We know these things more about Van Gogh. We know all of the struggles. We know more of his life story. Manet, not so much. And so this is an experience that also provides bridges towards these elements we don't have of his life.
0: In an art way, you're talking about like almost the opposite of still life, quote unquote, still life, like you're actually giving this life. Yeah, exactly. So how did the, what was the process like then in terms of like curating the actual paintings? There's about 400 paintings in here. Uh, in this immersive experience. So how did you create or how did you figure out which ones to use and to incorporate?
1: It was not easy because there are more than 2,000. It was quite the challenge, but we decided to focus on themes that go through his work that made it special, that made it unique in its time, but that can still relate to people today. And so you have these, of course, landscape, but we added music to them. We chose the ones that were also in sync with the story. And we went through choosing images that spoke to us, that spoke to us as creators, but also, again, 21st century people. And so we took those paintings and sort of went around to choosing these teams and seeing what painting most fit with those teams.
0: Okay. And then how did you come to the quotes and stuff, too? Because the quotes are very like, <laughs> impactful. Yeah. All right. As they kind of transition between each of the I guess scenes yeah so how did you curate the the quotes because he he, it's like it's neat to hear from him because it feels like he's still there
1: exactly and I'm glad you say that because that was the goal also to create this impression that also there's this voice still that you can know more about him he's not just a painter of chocolate boxes or coffee mugs (laughs) there's much more to him and so these were taken from letters all around his life and it was all about choosing the ones that were more impactful and also that corresponded with the scene with also the element that we wanted to say. So for example, he loses vision at some point at the end of his life and he has a cataract problem and he loses certain tints of colors. For somebody, a painter of the nuances, this is incredibly hard. And so to have a quote helps you understand the vision that we've gone with because some of these paintings from Japanese bridges at that time are almost entirely abstract the colors are off they're so strange compared to the brightness of all the other ones and so quotes also help you guide you through the journey and give a personal note something more intimate about the whole experience and about him
0: so for this experience would you say it's like suitable for like kids like finger painters to like
1: oh my god i would hope so because this is a great introduction to art history for kids and for people who might not think art is for them also, like maybe they're intimidated by museums or yeah, children. And anybody can take something from that experience because that's the goal. That's what they, the impressionists wanted to do. You have your own experience of the world as you see it in that fleeting moment. And it's all about sharing that with other people. And so as many different groups of people that we can get in there, the better
0: yeah and i mean it also is a very playful uh, exhibition
1: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. there is a
0: sense of play and whimsy with mm-hmm. his work which you don't can normally associate
1: exactly because it's all about the atmosphere it's all about being in it it's all about enjoying everyday life enjoying light and color and there's something kid-like about it because we played with color mostly when we were kids he played with it when he was very much an adult and so it's a good invitation to do so ourselves And for you how did you kind of get
0: into art what was the spark or what was the painting or what was the Mm -hmm. interest like how did you like oh this
1: is interesting i want to go down this road just like any kid i was playing with colors a whole lot and i played with colors all the way through university and then once i get to university i got to university i encountered art history and then for me it was like a revelation and that was so powerful to me the importance of images They lead you to history, anthropology, sociology, psychology, and I was a bit sad to encounter it so late in my life, and that's why I'm enjoying these type of projects that provide different access points to art history, to people who might not encounter it otherwise. What would have happened if I had gone through any other path in my life? I would know nothing about it. And so having opportunities to go outside museums and create links with museum, My hope is that people will develop this connection with him through this playful dreamlike exhibit. And then next time they're in a town with Monet, they they'll be curious to see it.
0: And are you hoping then, I know this one just opened up, but are you hoping to turn other like... And, uh, like create other types of exhibitions like this with other painters and like...
1: Yeah, because obviously this is the second one. We did Beyond Van Gogh. Mm-hmm. This one is Beyond Monet. And we are in talks of project number three. We don't know where we're going yet. The sky is the limit with a project like this and this is great. But we have a lot of, p- a lot of options and we're very happy to study them. Yeah.
0: Did you learn a lot from putting on uh, Beyond Van Gogh and then that you were able to apply for this one?
1: Yeah, definitely. I think it was all about adapting every aspect of the show to the artist's life and work. So their scenography is very different from Van Gogh to this one because Van Gogh, you step in color, it's all around you, but it's on the floor here. We were like, no, it's it's the light. He's going after shades of light, the cycle of daylight. And so we went. that's the ceiling, we need to go up. And so every detail needs to be adapted to the artist itself. And it's about really taking the p- the audience through a journey towards this narrative that we don't really know.
0: Yeah, I like Van Gogh stuff, but I found it very like I, his anxiety was kind of reflected uh, in the painting. So the paintings are a little bit more expressive. Yeah, mm-hmm. the Monet is very chill. <laughs> it's very ambient. It's very relaxed.
1: yeah, yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? So. But that's the thing there's this relaxed aspect to it Mm -hmm. but behind it you have a man like he was intense sometimes a painting lasted seven minutes and he was running after the light throwing one canvas taking another one there's an intensity and he was also like it's an impossible quest how do you get through your brushes to capture a moment of light and so he was angry with himself with this impossibility and sometimes he destroyed with fire, with a knife, Mm. his own canvas. But you're right, you don't see that. Mm. And when you know it, it doesn't take anything away from it, but you understand more what he wants to show, which is what you saw, Mm. this peaceful aspect, meditative, this beauty of the world. And so that's interesting that people get that also from his work, which is what he wanted to share. Right. And that
0: relationship that he had with light, did it affect how you guys organized this exhibition? And like, because there's a lot of obviously light that you're using, exactly. in here, right? So I guess were you influenced
1: by his relationship to light? Definitely. It really was at the core of everything that we did. First of all, we drew massive inspiration from the water lily cycles in the Musée de l'Orangerie, which also has this natural light. He designed every aspect of this project, by the way. So we designed a curved wall designed to have this infinity symbol. He designed the fact that it's eight enormous canvases almost without frames all around the walls and that there's natural light so that you experience the work with changing light, not this ideal curated counterfeit light. And so this was really what we used as a driving force. When you get into this first room, you have the cycle of daylight changing to sort of hint that this is gonna be about the atmosphere. This is gonna be about changes. This is gonna be about the moment. And he's such a perfect fit for this sort of experience. And so it was definitely at the core of every designed aspect, the creative process, yeah.
0: All right, so are you hoping then if this kind of like connects and people come that you can like stay longer or that you can extend the dates and stuff like this, Or like, cause I know COVID is obviously interrupting things a little bit, but like that yeah. aside.
1: It's a bit out of my hands, but I am uh, quite eager for people to see it, for the most people to see it. So I'm hoping that this show has a long life and a very popular one.
0: All right, that's a positive note. We can end it there. Yeah, thank, thank you. you so much for like talking and hanging out. Um, and we covered quite a bit. We covered your art history background, mm-hmm. uh, Monet's relationship to light, and that uh, this is suitable for kids who like to finger paint. Exactly. Right? Yeah, so yeah We yeah. covered all I the good it stuff. it was good. It was right? good. I yeah. thought we did a good job. Yeah. Oh, and your favorite color is green.
1: Exactly. All right. That's yeah. the most important
0: part. All right. <laughs> Thank, Thank you. you so much. That's it. I wish the audio was a bit better for that conversation, but... It happened sometimes being on the road. That was art historian and one of the people behind Beyond Monet, Fanny Kutet. And I am Sammy, host of my Summer Lair. The pandemic allowed us to contemplate still life, a life where we all slowed down. We not only got to reorganize our houses, but we organized and reorganized our lives and our values. Hopefully one of those new values includes making time for the contemplation of art and the connection of art. Making art and engaging with art are two of the most human things we do. And it doesn't have to be Monet, it's just as special when a five year old runs up to you with a painting they swear is a turtle, (laughs) even if there's no such thing as a purple turtle. Do we always have to really encourage children? Anyways. Beyond Monet is called an immersive experience, which makes it an invitation. I haven't described a lot of the show or told you what to expect. Go in without the trailer. See it for yourself. Shake off the still life and bring yourself to life. Like noticing or even slowing down your breathing. Don't just rush from one breath to the next. Pause for the cause. Be human. Thank you for listening to me in the Netflix world. one yo.